Hey, listeners, and welcome back to Being at Work. I'm Andrea Butcher, your enthusiastic host. And as you know, on this show, I talk with executives about their pivotal moments. And when I asked today's guest about that, she talked about leading her team through COVID and all of the challenges of 2020. And check this out. She said, it has been the privilege of my career. Sarah Casalon Biddle is the vice president of stores at Crate and Barrel. We all know what an awesome customer experience it is at Crate and Barrel. And what you need to know about Sarah is what it means to her to hold the responsibility of leadership. Those are her words, holding the responsibility of leadership. I love that. Listen in as she talks about being inspired by her team and what she's learned about supporting others through crisis. I have had the great fortune of working in retail for some beloved brands, Ralph Lauren, Club Monaco, J. Crew, and now Crate and Barrel. And the theme of that career has really been about being with brands that are pursuing growth, pursuing expansion, pursuing innovation and, and new ways to meet their customer where they are. And I spend a long time in international business development and multi-channel business development across those brands. And then about four years ago, I came to Crate and Barrel to look after our growing international business. And just over two years ago, I then stepped into the role that I'm in now as the vice president of stores overseeing our retail strategy and retail operations. Oh, it's so good. It sounds so glamorous. Is it as glamorous as it sounds, Sarah? It's a pretty great gig. I have to be honest with you. You know, I think that um, we have the opportunity, especially here at Crate and Barrel, to, to celebrate the way people live, to be welcomed into their homes, to help them make memories, to help their homes be a more livable, workable, inspiring place. And that's really, that's really an honor. And it's never been more important for us to be there in that way during this time, right? We get to celebrate beautiful products, great solutions, and do it with amazing, amazing team and amazing talent. So there are definitely the rougher parts, but it, on the whole, it's a pretty great job. Yeah, well, and it's been so fun getting to know you and listening to the way you talk about leadership because, you know, as a customer and the experience is so unique and listening to you, I see the impact of the employee experience in that. I mean, so, so you are the vice president of stores, so you have a large span of control and Sarah, the way in which you talk about leadership has really, really hit me. I mean, the, the words that you use. When I, when I asked you about a pivotal moment in your career, you immediately went to 2020 and the leadership lessons that you've learned over the last year. Certainly, you know, we've, we've talked about this, that leading this organization and this team through the COVID crisis, through the moments of civil unrest, through really this transformative and disruptive period for retail stores has truly been the privilege of my career, really and truly. And it starts with the inspiration that I have found from 
my team, from every associate in the way that they have first and foremost trusted myself and the leadership team here to make good decisions and to be there and supporting their ability to be successful throughout the journey. Their resilience, their creativity, the agility of being able to change culture, to change tools, change systems so quickly to really rise to the occasion while still very much so being focused on driving results, the development of their team and their talent. It has been really special to see how this team really stepped up during this crisis. Just been a great source of inspiration. Yeah, I mean, those words, the privilege of your career, why do you consider it a privilege? It starts first and foremost with that idea of of trust, right? You said it's a a large organization and it was a privilege to be able to to craft a strategy, a roadmap for not only how we were going to get back into our stores, how we were then going to meet the customer, how then we would reimagine and take advantage of this unique opportunity to really innovate and imagine what our business can look like in the future. And that when on um, early on, as we laid that out for the team to, to really have a tight story of what the next few months or year would look like with still some great uncertainty. And they were all in, right? That the team was was all in and committed to every step of the journey. Uh, that trust was certainly a privilege. So I can see why you would be so inspired. So you saw leaders really stepping up, team members really stepping up into the challenge. That's right. That's right. In, in a challenge, unlike they've ever seen before. And part of that, again, part is we talk about holding the responsibility, right? And part of the holding responsibility in this time of crisis is about remaining calm, remaining focused on what the true situation is and what it could look like on the other side. And remembering that this is a temporary situation. It's a temporary condition. It will have long lasting impacts for sure. But part of holding that responsibility is again, not just running the business that's in front of you right now, but how do we continue to be successful six months from now, a year from now, three years from now, and leaning into Right, that responsibility for, for the business. So the team's ability and really where they stepped up to remove fear, right? Remove fear, um, make our stores a fun, safe, welcoming place in the middle of a pandemic. That was uh, just really beautiful to see how these leaders stepped up in that way. Well, wow, that's a great way to think about leadership, holding their responsibility. Because I hear you saying, I mean, it's a it's balance holding the responsibility of thousands of employees like and crafting a return to the stores and to customers and that's a lot you're balancing as you're holding all of those things how do you do that you know as you think about some of the leadership muscles or the skills that were really helpful to you well and still are right because we're we're still challenged in a lot of ways like what are those leadership skills Sarah that you think are most important right now you know, I think that the first thing 
that this experience reaffirmed for me was the investment in talent, the investment in development, the investment in building a strong culture and building strong teams. That was the that was the bedrock, right? That that was the the table stakes upon which we walked into this crisis. And we were able to leverage that work to move quickly and to come together as a team. And for for each of us as leaders, from me and my leadership team on down, you had to lead through your teams, right? You had to be able to lead through people. So there's a certain amount of empowerment that had to happen with some really clear guardrails and risk considerations, kind of guideposts that we had to take and put around the various scenarios that were emerging. And they were very different at a local level, right? From one city to the next city. And so, you know, that empowerment and delegation, innovating, driving results, those were really uh, critical in the moment. Yeah, that's great. So I hear like a a strong investment in talent and development in building strong teams so that, that there's this more in this together mindset through the challenge. No doubt that helps. And that's so consistent with your culture. I want to come back to that in just a second. But then I I appreciate the call out to empowerment and delegation because you really had to rely on your leaders at the local level, right? I mean, you've got this strategic, you're overseeing all of the stores, but then you have all of these leaders within the business that you really had to call on to step up. That's right. And leaders, again, who were looking at their own leadership challenges that they had never experienced before. So what we really focused on along the lines of like, well, we really had to stay focused on that investment in talent and development and continuing to support our teams. But we shifted our gears towards resilience, agility, engagement. So really launching programs along those three lines and continuing to support them with tools around well-being, how to foster well-being, for yourself as a leader, how to foster well-being for your team, to really enable us to navigate the human side of this pandemic and which and what everyone was was navigating. And it really comes back to how we show up for our customer, right? Because we want that experience to be safe and confident and engaging and fun and welcoming. And the associates getting to that mindset and coming with that mindset every day to be customer focused was critically important for our successful return to stores. Well, and that connects back to the culture, which is what I said a minute ago. I wanted to come back to that because that's, it feels like that served you well, that culture of well-being and like people focus and welcoming fun. Do you see that in the resilience and the way people showed up that there was, there was a foundation that was already established to support you. Yeah, for sure. And those are critically important foundational elements of, of culture, but you can't lean on those alone and really leaning into driving results, performance, true accountability 
that's where that's where that sweet spot of, of the magic happens, right? It is how do we invest in our talent and our team? And through that investment, we truly expect and hold the teams accountable for extraordinary results and that clear definition of what does success look like for you as a leader, for your teams, for your store. So it is important in this crisis mode to, to yes, very much so leaning on that resilience engagement team side, but also around a clear definition of success and where we're going in the future of the business. And that combination really served as well. Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad you said that because it's so far our conversation had had felt really people focused. And what I love about what you just said is that empathy and care for your team very much coexists with accountability because you, I mean, at the end of the day, like the business brought you in to drive results, right? You're doing that through people and people experience driving an awesome customer experience, but, but you're accountable to targets and goals. And so that's, that's a really good point that you make empathy and accountability coexist. They go together. And, and that certainly connects back also to the responsibility you have as a leader. Absolutely. So there is, you know, we we could spend, you know, the next hour talking about all the things that you learned from 2020. I know that there's a previous situation that you went through that taught you a lot about being there for your team when they are in crisis. And so in a lot of ways, it prepared you for 2020. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? There was a moment in my career where I was clearly in the middle of of a personal crisis and I learned so much from that experience about what I needed as a leader from my leaders, uh, how I needed to show up. And it, it centered on the, the health of my son. My, my youngest son, he was 10 months old at the time, uh, went in for a routine diagnostic exam. And by that afternoon, he was admitted to the cardio unit and diagnosed with a rare yet fixable uh, heart condition. Later that afternoon, Crate and Barrel called me to offer me the position. And over the course of several months, my son had corrective heart surgery. We moved our family to the Chicagoland area about a month and a half after that. And Shortly thereafter, that same my same kiddo was diagnosed with autism, and there was a lot going on. I had an international role that called upon me to, you know, be there for our partners, be there for our brand, and we didn't have any family here or infrastructure here, and I had an obligation. I had a responsibility to my new team, to my new business, to my new brand. And at the same time, I was in crisis at a personal level. And I learned about this sort of empathy, right? This idea that I needed to be transparent with my leader and I needed to be transparent with my team about what was happening and how it would affect the way that that I would be working, but also my commitment and making that commitment that we're going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. This is how we're going to continue to lead and drive the business, but I need, I need some support in some different ways so that I can do that effectively. 
So as we came into to COVID and the COVID crisis, you know, realizing the world has been in crisis, was in crisis, uh, we've all figured out how to ad- adapt our lives and we're still figuring it out. But reflecting on that experience of things are going to be okay. We're going to get through this. We're going to solve for the vision of the life that we want to have, the business that we want to have, the teams that we want to have. And we're going to stay focused on doing what we need to get there, but meeting our people and our teams with that sense of empathy and coming up with solutions of how we can empower them to be successful while in crisis. Well, and you had tremendous support through that time. So I suspect that that empathy was modeled for you. It certainly was. Just, I've, I've had great leaders and, and great support the, the entire time. And so it, it gives you permission then, right? When you see it modeled for you and you see it working and the impact that it can have on, on your business, and on your team, it gives you permission to lean into that aspect of leadership. Especially when you experience that personally, you know the personal impact of that, how that felt. So no doubt that that equipped you to be that leader for others when they're in crisis. Yeah, and, and here I here I sit celebrating. It is actually his fifth birthday tomorrow. Oh, and that's so great! That's right. Happy birthday! What's yeah. his name? Happy birthday, Ryan! Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Ryan! And oh. he is a healthy thriving, fantastic kiddo. And so, you know, balancing to make sure that as a family, we, we met his needs when, when he needed us the most. And at the same time, continuing to drive a successful business and career, you don't do that by yourself, right? It's hard to accomplish that. You need peers and leaders and teams. And so it reminds you that, uh, you can help others be successful in the same way. Yeah. And it's also just a reminder that everyone's got their stuff. There's a challenge. There's something. I mean, our, all of our challenges look different and they're unique to our personal situations. But that's the thing we all have in common is we can all relate to leadership challenge in some way. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of life being lived out there. What are you? So complete change of subject, but it just, it feels right to ask, what are you most excited about this year, this new year? I'm most excited about the opportunities that the COVID crisis created. It really punched a hole in the, in, in the door to say, we can do whatever we want to do here. There's opportunity to reimagine the store and the role of the store, to reimagine how we service our customer in a way that is digital first in its approach. Um, that is really exciting. You know, we've, we've driven more change into our stores in the past 10 months than, than we have over the course of, of several years. And COVID was the great accelerator, right, of, of innovation and digital adoption and change. And it is just going to be a really Fun and exciting time to, to be in retail and to be with just such a great brand that has a real connection with our customer. It's such a strong brand. You must be really proud of that. I'm really honored to be part of this team and to be here. 
Sarah, thank you so much. I have, I'm taking so much away from our conversation today. I love your language around holding the responsibility of leadership. I mean, you said that over and over today. And the, the, the really the, the four key takeaways for me, just as reminders, as I hold the responsibility of leadership, that I got to balance empathy and accountability. I got to break down the fears that will naturally pop up in the people that I'm leading. I got to manage the disruption and the challenges that pop up and protect team members as I can through that. And then just being there for people in crisis, recognizing that everyone's showing up with their own challenge and their own crisis in some way, and just being there for people through that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so good. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Well, and we should give a shout out to one of your leaders, Randy Strzok, who is a listener and said, you should have Sarah on your show. So your leaders in the organization are highlighting you and the great work that you're doing. So you should feel good about that. Oh, well, you know, I think while I've got this this moment, I'll just take the opportunity to thank all of my leaders for, for everything that they have done to make this return to our stores a successful one and for maintaining that empathy but accountability at the same time. They're doing a great job. I could not be more proud of them. Well done, encouraging their hearts. So if our listeners want to connect with you, Sarah, what's the best way to do that? The best way to do that is LinkedIn. And you can find me under Sarah Castellan Biddle. It's a lot of name, but trust me, it's easy enough to find me. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. So grateful for our time. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a Being at Work story.